0: Turkish march, Road to Boston, The Harriet. There's a sort of like racial like racist racial component to it of, of sort of like scientifically classifying the races, which is also prominent during this period. So, so when you think of like people like measuring people's skulls and like yeah, like phrenology. Yeah, like phrenology is like a classic example of this, um, and this all sort of comes out of the Enlightenment. Wait, 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 enlightenment.
1: wait, phrenology's wrong. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> You've been milkshake duck. I yeah. have to. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have to return my degree. My whole thesis.
0: welcome back to the trilateral troika this is steve along with the other steve
1: ahoy hoy
0: and ryan
2: delicious what was that um let's see what this is this is uh, I, libations uh, from brew hub made in florida
1: i, I didn't even hear the sound I mean, have you just gotten really good at it from all the reps <laughs> yeah
2: dog my, my 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 index finger has has like muscles to it now <laughs>
1: You got Barry Bond biceps <laughs> in your fucking index finger.
2: I'm juicing in my fingers.
1: Oh my God! Hall of Fame. He's just, he's
0: just constantly using one of
1: those hand exercisers. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, I
2: hate those things.
1: What, what are, you're like? Wasn't your Rand from uh, the Goonies? <laughs> just have one of those like cut off sweatshirts on, constantly hitting the hand exerciser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If I'm gonna we'll do go it, to go full '80s with like the headband and the high, like the high thigh, like the thigh high socks and all that he, shit.
1: Calm down. Has... Don't talk shit about Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he has those gloves that just sort of like the end of the glove is sort of like right after the knuckle, but yeah. it's missing it's, yeah. the, the fingers he would use to to open a can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? You know that? Did you know that was Thanos? I did not know that. I didn't realize it until way later. That what was Thanos? The guy from the Goonies. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah,
0: he That's was crazy. um, he was Thanos as far back as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's crazy. So weird. Ridiculous. When he just like shows up, I'm pretty sure it's like a an after credit scene. Then he shows up in the first one. It's been a while. Oh since yeah, I yeah, it.
1: yeah. I thought he looked a lot like my favorite British figure of all history, Lenny McLean. Uh, A lot. Let him clean. Hey, um, can I share
2: something with you guys and y'all not kill me?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Did did you
2: fucking watch Superhero movies, man? I've I've never seen any of the Avengers. I've never seen. That's fine. Like, like I know who Thanos is, but I've never seen any of those movies. Now, I think I stopped watching Superhero movies when Tobey Maguire was Spider Man, although I did see Venom, and Venom I liked, but.
1: Venom yeah, Venom I got it. Venom was good. I mean I don't, I don't understand the hate for it. It was really good. I
2: I liked it, but I'm a huge fan of Venom. Like from when I was a kid and they actually had like Venom in the comics.
1: I recommend yeah, was, I, was I recommend a the fan. Marvel movies. Uh the um they're they're good. I mean they're they're just like, you know, icing on a cake, basically. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. If you dig a little too deep, it's just a lot of cake, but you know. The icing tastes good. <laughs> okay. It's like okay. icing with no cake underneath it, more or less. <laughs> like the comics are better. Not like saying that guy. You're,
0: you're essentially saying it's an ice cream cake.
1: It's an ice cream cake. No, ice cream cake's good. Yeah, it's good, but like, it's really bad for you. <laughs> like, oh are God. you saying the Marvel movies are really bad for Ryan? well I would I would
0: say that they're bad for like popular culture like like all around like, like I feel like though they are good movies that there's probably a level of like bro out there like the type of people that get mad about you know like movies and Star Wars and Star Trek okay Ooh, I see
1: what you're, saying. you're just talking about toxic fandom shit
0: yeah yeah it's just it's okay. just like toxic fandom shit and just like if you ate like ice cream cake every night. <laughs> like, like you'd be like you'd get
1: superpower. You have super a power. fucking
2: reality show called My Six Hundred no, you- Pound Life.
1: No, that's you- that's pretty much the uh, eating ice cream cake every night is one of the few ways in the United States that you can qualify for um, uh, universal basic income. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> you'd-, you'd be no, like ja-
2: bad, uh, Jamie. Jamie, can you look that up? Can you look that up, Jamie? <laughs>
1: You'd be like Mac
0: on It's Always Sunny when he's just, like, eating burritos out of a trash bag. (laughs) He wants to be big just to, like, scare people, just like when people see him
1: walking down the street. Everyone goes to that scene, but I think the grossest eating scene is either Frank with sausages in his shirt or Charlie with spaghetti in the movie oh oh yeah
0: like there's there's much worse things
1: like i would even spaghetti to a movie theater i i would even argue that like not ryan because he doesn't watch movies the the, no, the orgy. I, do.
0: I do. like the orgy buffet, or or like Dennis eating cereal in his car as he's driving. It's just like a whole other level of like, What's what the, the f- fuck are you doing? I how didn't the find. Fuck have you guys I not mentioned
2: rum ham that. yet?
1: <laughs> rum how ham wasn't you, gross. How rum you ham's talk just about always study and
2: not talk about rum ham?
1: Rum ham's just a good idea, dude. That's yeah. not even gross. <laughs> the Guidos oh. love it.
0: <laughs>
3: rum ham. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Speaking right, of a ham. Yeah, are we talking about Runham? ham? Is that what it is? <laughs> whoa, whoa! It, in a
0: sense. What? Today we're going to be talking about William Dudley Pelly.
2: Okay, mm. so why is this guy, in a sense, me? <laughs>
0: uh, I, I wouldn't compare yourself to William Dudley Pelley. Yeah. Okay. Um But he <laughs> is a... a he was, in the 1930s, a, a fascist leader in the United States. People what? might have heard of him from Hearts of Iron 4, where if you do convert the United States to fascism, he is the leader. How is this, um, how is this anything to do with me? It, it's nothing to do with you. Why do you think this is, like, related to you? No, from, we, we, from we related it to Rumham.
1: We related oh, okay. it to Rumham. Uh, I, I didn't know that ham. Ryan so strongly like identified <laughs> himself with rum ham.
2: <laughs> it's delicious.
1: <laughs> He's got one right on the on like a plate next to him right now, and he keeps I, trying to cut into it, but it slides <laughs> too I far did, every time he know. tries to hit it.
0: <laughs> I'm I, I'm sure uh, Ellie was like big into rum ham because it's uh it it it's not for the Semites so. Because um, he was very anti-Semitic.
2: Oh my god, what are we doing in an episode of Behind the Bastards?
0: Yes. Kind of. Alright, let's do it. So, William Dudley Pedley was born on March twelfth, 1890 in Lynn, Massachusetts.
2: Not even surprised. Lynn Lynn, the city of sin, you'll never come out the way you went in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have sayings um, about the city of Lynn. <laughs> so,
0: uh, <laughs> Pedley himself grew up in poverty... His father, um, William George uh, Abcy Pelly, um, and his wife Grace, um, had had sort of um, lived in poverty for most of their lives. Um, his father was a a, a Southern Methodist uh, preacher, and later on, when that sort of failed, he became a small business owner and a, a shoemaker.
1: Okay, um, so he's a race car driver and a cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the classic combo. <laughs> Schumacher.
0: <laughs> so, Pelley himself was largely self-educated. Um, he eventually
2: became a, a uh,
1: journalist. Problem number one. There it is. Self-educated
2: uh, and homeschooling. Two biggest problems. Boom.
1: Now, you see these rocks, Timmy. They're the soul of the ocean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see that rainbow? That's from God. Um,
1: um Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it raining, Dad? Well, Timmy, you see, it God's rains crying. when Could women you are not, are not subservient to men. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Dad! Well, well, with
0: with Powley, it's probably like Dad. Why, why is it raining? And his dad just sort of looks at him, stone faced, and says, "The Jews." Oh, <laughs> oh
2: my God. God! This kind no, of no. is he like?
0: Oh, oh, yes. We'll, we'll we'll get to oh, that. Oh man! Um, so. So, Pelley, um he eventually, you know, goes to write for the Chicago Tribune, and he, he's also a writer of short stories. Uh, two of his short stories, The Face in the Window, which he wrote in 1920, and The Continental Angle, which he wrote in 1930, would win O. Henry Awards.
2: The Face wow. in the Window sounds like a shitty Alfred Hitchcock ripoff.
1: Well, a lot of his works... lot mean, of the thing his is, works, is, if you're winning candy bar awards... <laughs>
2: o. Henry
1: uh, Awards. <laughs>
0: A, a lot of his short stories and his scripts that he'll eventually write in Hollywood are very, like... Sort of, like, schmaltzy, like, sentimental pieces. Okay. About what?
1: Jews? Like, killing the Jews? Or
2: what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's sentimental? No, no, like, just about, he like... for the day? Like, does he miss it? Like, what?
1: Well, he doesn't... His, his
0: anti-Semitism doesn't come up there. It comes up later on in his other beliefs. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: Okay.
0: Um, so... He, he eventually becomes a missionary for the Methodists, and, and he goes around the world, and he eventually joins the Red Cross in Siberia during the Russian Civil War, and he works for the White Russians during the Russian Civil War.
2: Okay.
1: They you don't buy. even pay him, they just give him White Russians? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had me in the just, first just half. Just Caucasians all around. What is he, the you had me in the dude? first
2: half when he joined the Red Cross, and I was like, alright, so maybe he's not a total dickhead, but he just helped white russians like Well, just
1: just remember dude like they can be completely normal and then all of a sudden you find out they just hate one particular person really bad like you'll find out that there's a lot of figures
2: are there minorities in russia though
1: yeah
0: yeah but sure. while he's while he's in um working for the red cross during the russian civil war um he, he sort of begins to hate communism and he, be- he begins to subscribe to this theory that communism as itself is a is like a Jewish conspiracy. Oh, <sighs>
2: Jesus Christ.
3: <sighs>
2: <sighs> Jewish with three parentheses.
0: Um, so Pelley returns to the United States in 1920 where he writes novels and short stories and also does some journalism and also becomes a screenwriter. And he wrote two long Cheney films. Uh, the Light in the Dark in 1922 and The Shock in 1923. Hmm. Um, Pelly himself was actually, uh, he was well regarded as a screenwriter, but he eventually becomes disillusioned with the film industry. Um, and he sort of chalks up the fact that he can't get any further um, to sort of his anti-Semitic beliefs. Like, he believes that the reason why he can't get any further in Hollywood is because, you know, of course, the Jews control
2: Hollywood so um he's he's so close to getting it too like it, it is because of your anti-semitic beliefs and that's exactly why you're not getting shit but you're just totally not realizing that you just gotta drop that shit dude not be a dickhead
0: yeah he he seems like kind of the type that where he's like up his own ass the whole time where where he just can't see the fact that like with his dealings with people and whatnot that like it's like, oh,
1: you know, it must be everybody else. It must not be me. Ooh. I feel like I feel like uh, not all self-taught uh, people are like that. But I feel like self-teaching your self-teaching must be like your complete education self-taught. That that's going to lead to some arrogance issues down the road. Because I mean, if you figured everything out on your own, it's you know what I mean.
2: So it's just like pseudo-journalist Tim Pool, who literally said out of his own mouth when he couldn't get a date with a woman. It's not, you know, my problem. It's a problem with everybody else. Like, like wait, yeah.
0: So he's an Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, yes. eventually, he eventually becomes, like, one of these, like, alt-right types that we know today, which is sort of one of those things where people talk about, like, the alt-right as it's a new phenomenon. But, like, these people have existed, you know, since the 1920s and before then, but they just didn't get, like, sort of the viewership that they get today because, you know, the internet doesn't exist.
2: The, the name... Alt-Right is That's just... That's a good point, the- by the way. ...coined recently. This yeah, movie like there, It was just without a name.
0: He is, he is a, like, I will say that Pelley eventually becomes, and we'll get to that, he's an unapologetic fascist. Like, he thinks fascism is the wave of the future, and it goes a lot into how people before World War II viewed, like, fascism and communism... In that, at the turn of, like, the beginning of the 20th century, there begins to be this question among society in that, you know, capitalism is not working. You know, even today we see that, you know, capitalism is not working. That, you know, there needs to be a different system. We need to do something to sort of fetter the system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, communists would say, you know, that we need to follow Marx and that we need to accelerate it down into Marxist vision of sort of this utopia, Right. Fascists, on the other hand, say that Marx is wrong and that we sort of need to go to this this sort of position that that sort of grabs upon an idealized past and and sort of villainizes certain members of society, you know, sort of forms also this corporatist version of society, which means that, that society is layered, that everyone has a role in society and everyone has a job to do in society.
2: So, real quick, um, because I know that I, I, I had a hard time with this when I was first, uh, like, understanding, like, what fascism is and all that. But if you had to boil it down for, um, you know, anybody just listening. I, I mean, like, boil it down for, like, a couple sentences of, like, the actual definition of fascism, though. <laughs> he just did. But in a couple sentences, man. <laughs> it was a few sentences. No, that was, like... Either that, or just because I'm really high. I how like much did a you smoke,
1: <laughs> oh Ryan? How just much? Ryan just heard a whole book come out of you. How much? How much kind bud did you smoke? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, here it go. All right, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay, no, we're good. So
0: Poe eventually moves to New York, and then he moves to Asheville, North Carolina, in 1932. And there he begins publishing um, sort of magazines and essays um, detailing this like new religious system he wants to create called Liberation Doctrine. Oh
3: my god!
0: Uh, And and Liberation Doctrine is kind of like a a sort of like Christian nationalist, sort of like there there's a bit of like communes, but it's like communes in the sense which this will come up more in his philosophy. But it's more like a fascistic sense and less than a, like, you know, sort of like Marxist socialist sense of, like, everybody being equals. Alright. Um, but what what happens in, in May of 1928, um, Pelly claims that he had an out-of-body experience and that he would travel to another plane of existence, which he also says was devoid of, of other corporeal souls. So it's just him... <laughs> Chilling on this plane of existence <laughs> with the people there, um, and he describes this experience as a quote-unquote hypodimensional height. Hy- <laughs> Which I, I'm not even gonna like, whoa, sort whoa. of like describe what Ryan, this means oh.
1: because Cut this the is just. So... Out, right. I'm trying to figure out how to get there. How how do I get there? <laughs> <laughs> what well, what I you gotta do I need to do? Is you gotta I
0: can't. Be gotta meditate.
1: Well, I do that. You oh, gotta I'm not jack off.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm you not... gotta meditate and
1: you have to, you have to what? <laughs> you have to not jack uh, off? Well, I am a Taoist. I do well, celebrate Taoism feel... more than anything else, so technically I'm supposed to be holding that Jing in, if you know what I mean.
2: If this yeah, was you're the just Seinfeld just episode, just rooting
1: your shanty with every I'm supposed to be with every ounce of you your mortal coil. Every emission of essence brings me further away your, from all the your bellyverse. All your gang
0: energy is pouring out of your body, and you're it's just becoming yin aligned.
1: Every emission gets me further away from the bellyverse.
2: If this um, was that Seinfeld episode of King of Your Castle and Master of Your Domain, I would be Kramer, just moving in right now and slapping the ten dollar bill yeah. on the table.
1: I'm out. I'm out. That's right. I'm out of the contest. <laughs> one of the best episodes ever (laughs) that was
2: such a great episode
1: um so what pelly says is while he's
0: in this this sort of state um he met with god and jesus Mm, uh, which which is very which is very like mormon thing you know it's very joseph smith um and they instructed him to undertake the spiritual transformation of america which which is also Mm -hmm. pretty joseph smith okay
1: um, and, no, and it's probably, uh, Ryan. What you're not understanding here is that this guy was chosen by by God. This is God's boy. Like, yeah, he he wasn't just like yeah. Because I'm sure God God's decide. looking for white America, right? Well, I mean, where else is he gonna go? <laughs> the white children, <laughs> the Jews,
2: oh <laughs> uh, Canada,
1: they don't even S- like his kid,
2: Sweden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the just the what's one problem one fundamental problem i have with uh most religions but especially newer religions i forget the name that um karen armstrong refers to them in her books cults uh no it's nro's new religious organizations or something like that yeah but like cults. you could consider well that's a philosoph- philosophical determination but what i'm talking about is just like a, a religion's got millions of followers um and it's established is just that idea that there's always starts with like one guy who has like a direct connection to the Supreme creator. Like some, like assuming it exists, like some thing just tapped him on the shoulder and was like, Hey buddy, buddy, <laughs> I need someone to head it up. You <laughs> and know, it's, it's this just... fucking schmuck who happens to be a self-taught sanctimonious prick. Like <laughs> and it's this guy. That's the guy we're picking. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like Third Rock from the Sun, you know? It's just like,
0: new message coming from the big giant head.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, I love that shit. Like, I, don't, I don't understand, like, how is that possible? Because, like, sometimes, you would always think it would be, like, Fred Rogers. You know, someone who, almost without sin. is you know like I mean? the best of us. Yeah, yeah like, that's... you would think it would be that. But, no, it's always some schmuck who needs money and vaginas.
0: Which, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, but, get some money and
1: vaginas, um, as usual. Yeah,
0: well, money, money not so much vaginas, <laughs> I, I don't think. Um, so, after this event, he also claims that this this event gave him the ability to levitate, what? to see through balls. Bo- to see through walls Fucking and also wall have out of body experiences at will. Fucking Ryan. wall
1: hacks. <laughs> Ryan, you just got to have faith. That's all if it you is. believe
0: in if you're a Christ, <laughs> if you're a warrior of Christ, you can no clip. I'm just yeah.
2: saying, you can just no clip
0: right through the wall. So what you're saying is want to get
2: no better Ryan. at Call of Duty Warzone, I got to be a warrior of Christ. Um
0: well. and and he's
2: <laughs>
0: and he his his writings sort of begin to spread and he eventually began like a sort of like a small cultish following. But among his early members um, is one of like a notable sort of member of sort of like the American occult movement um, in, in sort of what's called the Ascended Master Teachings Religion. Um, this one in particular is called the I Am Activity, um, where we're brought into his group. And, and this sort of like I Am is sort of like one of those movements where you... Um, you just put a pen to paper and the spirit, like it's essentially like the Ouija board, but put on like paper. That you put a pen in your hand and like the spirits,
1: like tell you what to write. Yeah, it's called automatic writing. Yeah, yeah, automatic. Yeah,
0: writing. yeah. It, it sort of ties into automatic writing, um, but these the the sort of I am movement believes it, in. Is that it kind of like
2: speaking in tongues, but through paper and pen?
0: In in a sense, but you can actually understand what they're writing. Okay and. They they believed in what were called the ascended masters. Um, which oh, is sort of my like God. which is sort of like a hierarchy of, of, of sort of beings that have ascended the mortal form. Is this like Edgar Casey shit? It, yeah, and this sort of ties into theosophy. Okay. Um, and, and such such members of the Ascended Beings were Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. um, El Moria Khan, the Maitreya Buddha. Um, and, and a bunch of others. There there, there are 20
1: original ancient,
0: ancient masters. Yeah, John <laughs> Stamos.
2: And Dave Coulier.
1: Yeah, Dave Coulier. <laughs> There's a Facebook account called The Same Picture of, da- of Dave Coulier Every Day. And it's literally just the someone it's posting It's a Dave Coulier day. The <laughs> Same Picture of Dave Coulier Every Day.
2: It's like a
1: fucking advent calendar a, for Dave Coulier. <laughs> Cut of, it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a lot I, of it is based on the t- on the sort of like philosophy and teachings of of Helena Blavatsky, who who's like an incredibly
1: racist uh, like Madame Russian Blavatsky. mystic. Mm-hmm. Madame Blavatsky is a piece of shit, man.
2: She is a huge piece of shit. Uh. but the,
0: the the ascended masters are sort of these these humans who have um, who have sort of gone through periods of reincarnation and have ascended their mortal coils and become these sort of enlightened um, uh, celestial beings, which in Buddhism it would be like a bodhisattva, if you know what that is. It's someone who's achieved enlightenment, but they don't go all the way. Like they're they They've achieved enlightenment, but they're staying on the mortal realm in order to usher more people into enlightenment.
2: Yeah, I just want yeah. to point out real quick uh, on the topic of uh, theosophy, just because I do know a little something, something about religion. Um, the logo, because I, I I remember it being very fucked up, but it's been years since I've seen it. But so I just actually looked at it, looked it up real quick. But the logo for the uh, for the the theoth- the the logo for the Theosophical Society. There we go, dude. Um, you
1: nailed that. It has. I'll like, cut all the other stuff out.
2: <laughs> it has like, literally like a backward swastika, a star of David, an onk, the snake eating its own tail. Like it's a
1: crazy
2: symbol it, for It's, a, a, it's religious, what in quote, wrestling quote, you call sm- a,
1: a smaj. Yeah, it's it combines crazy.
0: everything. It, it combines everything into one symbol, which oddly enough, like theosophy is incredibly
1: anti-Semitic.
2: And that's what blows my mind to hear that too. You know what I mean?
1: yeah well you know a lot of those people in the early 1900s we talked about that before with their little secret societies had their one of their bases was uh anti-semitism so
0: yeah Yeah. like that that's that's sort of like the classic like go-to um in in western society because like i I think it mostly has to do the fact that like Jews were so present in, in Europe.
1: Well, anti-Semitism so, was pre- well, pre- prevalent. In, well, yes. an,
0: anti-Semitism is prevalent, but also the fact that w- what I was going to say is you know, that the Jews are sort of like a constant minority because they were citizens of the former Roman Empire. They had been spread throughout the Roman Empire with the destruction of the Second Temple. And because of that, they, they sort of occupied this realm of other in society, and they began to fill different roles that were sort of ascribed to them. But what eventually happened was that, like, the Europeans and and other peoples, like, got mad because, you know, they said, like, Jews can only do these jobs, and then after, like, 500 years, you know, the Jews are very good at doing these jobs, and then they complain about that, and it's like, well, you said Jews can only be, like, money lenders and lawyers and whatnot. Like, you, you, you can't go back and say, like, it's not fair that they're the best at doing that job when you've said for the last, like, five centuries that they're the only people
1: that can
2: do those jobs. Yes, because it, your it's, arbitrary rules told you that you're not allowed to.
1: Yeah, so, yeah you, you literally just explained anti-Semitism in such a, a succinct method. Uh, bravo. That was perfect.
0: But it's, it's, it's just one <laughs> I'm of I'm not those even stinks. being sarcastic like I normally would be. That
1: was just really good.
0: I've, I've like, heard the, like, I've I've... I've gone through it, and, like, I think the thing that told me it the best was the BBC has a series called The Nazis, A Warning from History, which is made in the 90s. It was either the late 90s of the early aughts. And they actually interviewed, like, former members of, like, the Nazi government and, like, people who, like, turned in Jews to the Nazis.
2: That had to be the 90s and not the aughts.
0: Yeah, and, like, the one guy who was, like, I, I believe he was shocked... Who was like one of the early like financial guys of the Nazi regime? Like he sort of lays down. Can you like, say the word financier? Because I love that word. Good. He's a financier. Thank you. <laughs>
3: um, and
0: and he was like the one that came up with like the MIFO scheme Sincier. and stuff like that. But he essentially lays down like he talks about like well he's like well you know the Jews you know they were all the lawyers and all these other people and then the interviewer says well you know for like like Five hundred years or so, like in German society, like that's all Jews could be, right? And like, and like, shock just sort of like, just like, hand waves it away. But like, but like, that's that's essentially the truth of it. Is like you you say like people can only do one job. Like, don't be surprised if they're very good at it, and don't be mad. Yeah. You know, when they, when they stunt on you when they're doing these jobs?
2: Because <laughs> they had stunt fucking century... Them. You had centuries fucking heads up to perfect the talent, then these people are fucking yeah, mad. Yeah, it's like... Like, don't man, like what the fuck? Why are you so good at that?
0: <laughs> if you come from a family of lawyers, like, you're probably going to be a good lawyer if you, like, set out in life to be a lawyer. Like Maybe. It's not rocket science. Like, like yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are bad, but if you're, like, middling...
1: But you have all them, the advantages yeah. of, like, a, a lineaged approach to a scholarly subject is definitely going to have advantage over a non-lineaged version. But the thing is, is you're asking a moron to understand that.
0: yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're you're asking like somebody who's just like, who's just like an irrational bigot. To well, sort let's of, put it like, this way too. Things.
1: Let's be nice. I mean, we don't have to be nice to Nazis. I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm to about Nazis say, no. Or punch you, Nazis. Punch, but I'm saying let's be nice about the conversation. Let's just say, it's someone who's probably not operating with a bicameral mind. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't think about how he thinks. Like he's Brain not is yeah. He's not metacognate cognating at all. He's he, all he's doing is thinking exactly in the line and it just as you get older if you're if you're a hateful prick like that and you don't accept any outside interference, you know, twenty seven rolls around and your brain's just like voom and that's it. You know? It, it's very it's difficult just, to get them out of it. That's why they very, that's why like, they inculcated children. That's why they inculcated children, man. Yeah. that's why they did it's why religions do it same reason because that's easy. why
2: uh, honestly that's why and you if you dig and you scratch the <sighs> surface enough that's why people homeschool their kids
1: not it's because they're good worried its about foundation some
2: especially of if if it's a very some religious reasoning for homeschool
1: yeah there's a lot of that yeah. but, but and i agree with you to a certain extent but i will say that that's that's become less of a thing uh, not just because of covid but just because of uh The availability of tools for homeschooling, and I'm not I'm not for homeschooling, Um, not at all. But
0: yeah, I've I've, I I have close friends that were homeschooled, and like they went to high school in their like last years, but like all of their friends that I like interacted with that were like homeschooled their entire like lives were like weirdos.
2: They always are because there's no social interaction. There's no social growth. There
0: was there was no social interaction. They, they sort of lived in this bubble. And the second they left that bubble, like some of them, like even went like crazy. Like I know one guy, like even like he like committed like grand theft like like the second he had a chance <laughs> to be free, he was working for a long company, and he just drove off like like to Tampa or whatever, like just just like several more. hours away, Yolo. and like the company like truck yeah to live it up.
1: Oh, oh my god, you know uh, you know so we're talking about anecdotal that, and most of us have bad, only bad anecdotes about homeschooling, but uh, talking about that, man, this guy taught himself yeah he's like abraham lincoln i'm just gonna keep repeating myself yeah but abraham lincoln could wrestle you know so you gotta give him credit
0: true i, I don't think pelly would be a wrestler he he kind of looks like he kind of looks like the devil like he has that like <laughs> butt and like goatee combo he, that's what? like satan
2: he looks like what
0: <laughs> hey he kind of looks
1: like he kind of looks like satan he's got that who's the anti-semite now steve i know (laughs) um so i just watched jojo rabbit where like he kept kept drawing jews as like devils and shit like that and i was like oh my god that was a good Good movie movie, though fantastic movie um
0: so the the ascended masters that they believe in um these these sort of beings communicate with, with other sort of enlightened beings such as Blavatsky, and also among the I Am movement, who the leaders of are Guy and Edna Ballard, who, who are sort of like early students of Pelli who, who sort of like grift descend send Pelli. like like they sort of form their own movement. Okay. And, and this whole sort of theosophical movement that, that sort of like I Am is based upon is also accepted because they believe that like jesus is like among like that he's above some of the other masters because he contains a a, quote-unquote christ light Mm -hmm. that that because he's the son of god that that he has a sort of prevalence over the others which makes it acceptable within a christian context sort of like rosicrucianism where like he's because his because all of his powers come from being the son of god like, that makes the whole movement valid, and it also makes him the most powerful.
3: Uh. All right.
0: Um, and, and, and Guy Ballard would eventually say, and this is according to the Los Angeles Magazine, um, which is where all this is sort of taking place, that he is the embodiment of George Washington, an ancient Egyptian priest, and a noted French musician.
2: What? Hmm. what?
1: See this is what's called uh, playing make believe way too long.
2: Yeah. Well this is yeah. this is These also like Scientology.
1: It's like being on the tit of make believe a little too long.
2: I'm starting to think this dude is not really from Lynn. <laughs> Shut <laughs> the fuck is, up.
0: <laughs> but this is like this is like Scientology because Tom Cruise who's who's also if you've not heard is also very short.
2: He's like um, 5 foot 4, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's
0: he's like little that guy. That that's one of those things where it's like it's quote unquote short. But like society has built itself to a point that like people on 4chan are like if you're like under like five foot seven you should kill yourself like type people. Isn't like, the
2: statistical average for men in the country like five eight?
0: Yeah, like I, I think that's what it is, but like if you're like if you're if you're like in the low five foot, you're like you're short, but it's not like you're like I don't know, like
2: terminally short. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, if you're um, low going five straight foot in. for a guy. You're, yeah, you're terminally short if you're low five foot for a dude.
0: But but Tom Cruise, um, he believes that in past lives, you know, that he was like Napoleon, which which Napoleon was like five foot eight, I think.
2: Yeah, Napoleon like, was normal height. It was
0: yeah, he was short. he was pretty average height. It, it like the whole thing with Napoleon, as we talked about before, about him being said to be short. Was due to British propaganda, due to like conversion of like meters to stones, mm-hmm. and there was
1: also there was also the uh, the stuff with. Um, oh man! So what's
2: there?
1: You got it? No, I, I'm not gonna it's get to you. it. It's, coming to, you. Help Help it's coming to you. Help me! It's
2: coming to you. The, the black
1: count. Here. Here. Dumas. Dumas. Oh, uh, Dumas. There's Dumas. a thank you. Yeah, uh, there's uh, also Tomas that. Alexander of, apparently, Dumas. when they like, I I think I read a story once that when they when they went to, was it North Africa that they went to? They were in Egypt When they went something. to Egypt. Yeah. And, and they looked at and they, they swore that Dumas was the was the commander of the armies. Yeah, because cause he, he was, was like the Chad. Because he was just the Chad, <laughs> Chad Frenchman, you know, just big six-foot-two hulking, like monster of a man. And then there's just uh, Napoleon going, no, it's me, it's me, c'est moi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, was, no, I, I don't I mean, think it is, buddy. I think it's that guy over there. He looks like he could fucking shit on you.
2: I um, I went to Italy a few years ago, and we toured uh, some of the catacombs in Rome. And at one point, one of the tour guys we were with, he kind of like pointed me out. And I don't remember the exact context, but it, it, it was a roundabout way of being like, where are you from you know you look like one of those big vikings like one of those big brutes that just don't fit in around here because he, he was basically saying like you're I'm six two, right? 260. So he's like you're one of those you're one of like the big guys that don't really fit in here like and he like he's trying trying to make it like, like a joke like oh you come take our women I'm like what the fuck are you talking about dude? It's not what it, it being being over 6 feet is technically like not normal like you should be shorter to be average right i think i think
0: like the dutch are are normally like pretty tall on on average i i think i think it's the the netherlands which is by by average the tallest country in the world really yeah i i i'm not gonna look it up right now but but it's probably because of all the gift filter fish
2: hey um jamie we uh take a look at that yeah yeah
1: yeah. pull up the high clip (laughs)
2: pull <laughs> we'll up that high clip of the gorilla fighting that dude. yeah we were dame, talking I mean.
1: about that speaking of uh of other podcasts what is he gonna do when he moves to Texas like he's moving the whole show to Texas how's he gonna smoke weed he can't
0: that's true yeah if he smokes it on camera I'm sure some like local law enforcement people are gonna like now Joe rate his, rate he his
1: just say, okay. uh, we so said you could foremost, come on into Texas
2: first and foremost like he's, Willie a Nelson. he's a white dude and dude uh, willie, nelson.
3: willie nelson got willie arrested nelson in
0: Texas. W- willie nelson gets constantly harassed by like the highway and he's almost and police dead to get his, to get like, his like weed and like at this point it's like leave the man alone he's willie nelson is like american royalty it's like coming at dolly it's it, like yeah. he is really he's like a duke or or a yeah. prince i don't want to call him
1: the king because dolly's the queen but that's right yeah that'd be yeah, a weird yeah, kingship yeah. yeah it'd be a non-sexual relationship
0: yeah, he's like, it's like, he's just smoking weed, you know, he's not Prince Andrew. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ. He's not touching he's people. Just,
0: he's, so just any- smoking, he's just so smoking anyway. weed that was hydroponically grown in tequila, anyways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand that. So anyway, so, yeah, I think I like, basically you can just say that this I Am movement is, is a fucking wacko well, like, cult.
0: Well, what happens is that eventually, um, uh, Guy Ballard says that he can communicate with, like, the, the Mahatna, who is, like, the highest ascended master, who is the Count St. Germain. And the Count St. Germain is sort of, like, this grifter and I, I believe it's the 17th century, and, and he's this, like, nobleman that just sort of goes around the courts and claims that he's immortal, and he does some, like, parlor tricks, and they all believe him. Um, but the these uh
2: so he's like Rasputin.
1: Yeah, and and he's he popular in Russianism. Yeah, he's a really interesting figure.
0: But he's he's essentially a grifter that these people go on to like his sort of yeah. legend. Mm-hmm. And 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 sort of like claiming that he can communicate with Saint Germain is, is sort of like the prestige of his like communing. That's the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> Master Wayne. Uh, no one's looking at their pockets as you communicate with the Count St. Germain, Master Wayne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: prestige. That's the prestige. Um, so, Guy Ballard dies in 1939. Oops. Um, but, but what happens is, in 1949, his wife and son are, are sort of convicted of fraud. Um, and, and the fraud is over the fact that they're sort of eliciting funds from their, their believers... Um, But this conviction is is overturned by a Supreme Court case, which is the United States v. Boward, which which sort of like protects um, religious freedom in the sense of saying that that because these people believed in it, it wasn't fraud, which which, you know, I'm sure all of us (sighs) believe, you know, that that's still fraud, that even if these people believe in it, you know, like fleecing them in this way
1: is bad. So I'd like to mention a word to you. And you tell me if your argument still holds water. Uh-oh. <laughs> you ready? Does
2: the defense's case ready? hold water? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right,
0: the honorable, the honorable congressman from Utah. Um, <laughs>
1: If if fraud was was, I wish we discussed fraud that way in those terms. In in this day and age, it turns out only when you're like a religious cult can you be convicted of fraud. Not when you're literally a one of the biggest frauds ever, and you're just never convicted.
2: Unless you're Bernie Madoff.
1: He got yeah. convicted, bro. <laughs> yeah, eventually. That's what I'm it, it catches he up with them eventually. The thing is, if you're making people money, you're not going to get convicted and if well, you aren't we, making people money.
0: <laughs> yeah, the yeah,
2: whole With the very the nature Madoff. of fraud, you can't make everybody money. Somebody's going well, to be getting fleeced.
0: Well, the thing with Bernie Madoff is that he was so good at playing the shell game that everybody thought they were still, you know, on the it was on the level uh, until, like, it reached, like, critical mass. Steve, like, he was just so good at the grift.
1: Not only is it, do I have to deal with Bobby Bonilla Day every year, <laughs> <laughs> but I also have to deal with the fact that the that the fucking Mets lost money to Bernie Madoff.
0: Steve, <laughs> we, we should all we should all hope that one day we can get that that Bobby Bonilla money.
1: A uh, Bobby uh, Bonilla is the smartest. He's he's either him or his agent. I'm gonna give them both credit. <laughs> smartest contract in the history of sports. You know, Incredibly.
0: there's there's like a spectrum. And I'll be long like,
1: dead and he'll still be getting millions from the Bobby, New York Mets.
0: Bobby Bonilla is at the ten and like Lenny Dykstra is at the one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lenny Dykstra has actually ascended way below the zero. <laughs> <laughs> he's like
0: the rock bottom. Maybe like Kurt Schilling is the one and then Lenny Dykstra is like the
2: negative.
1: Lenny Dijkstra is like
2: um Don't give Kurt Schilling anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Letty Dykstra is like uh, Roddy Roddy Piper on "It's Always Sunny."
3: <laughs> my
0: favorite. He recently Rest in peace. tweeted Rest in when peace. when uh, Kamala uh, Kamala died. The
1: maniac loves you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he Kamala the Ugandan or the Ugandan butcher. This um, is Lenny
1: Dykstra w- tweeting this. Yeah, Lenny
0: Dykstra tweeted his condolences, and he tweeted them at the government of Uganda because he thought he was actually Ugandan. Oh Kamala God. was from dude, Mississippi. <laughs> Lenny
1: Dykstra's <laughs> fucked up, dude.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: You, yeah. When you're, I, I don't recommend looking it up, but if you, if you're feeling brave, go ahead and YouTube some Lenny Dykstra quotes. <laughs> No, okay, thank you. There's, <laughs> All right, there's so how's Lennie good... fit into our topic? <laughs> well,
0: um... Surprisingly. Pauley, <laughs> uh, Pauley, his beliefs sort of um, differed from the, the I Am movement people, and he sort of kept his own path. And his religious system that he followed was a mix of theosophy, which we talked, touched upon, um, spiritualism which is sort of similar to theosophy, sort of like communing with spirits, you know, the other side. Sure. Um, Rosicrucianism, which we talked about in a previous co- uh, podcast, and what's called uh, pyramidism, <laughs> which is sort Pyramid of this schemism. belief.
2: Does he want to fuck pyramids?
0: <laughs> well, the, the sort of belief is that the pyramids are sort of conduits
2: of power. It, it's what, that's, like what, that's what
1: hashtag uh, WAP stands for. Dude, it's wet ass pyramids. <laughs> yeah,
2: these are his fucking jail. Wet
1: ass p words <laughs> pyramids. I'm gonna do this with my p word and uh, p word p word.
2: I thought it was wet ass
1: pyramids. There's
0: some there's some whores in this house.
1: There's some whores <laughs> in this house. And they've got um, wet ass p words. <laughs> poor poor Ben. I, that is the worst. How we? Well, yeah.
0: It's terrible, um, but but Pelle considered his belief system to be a sort of perfected form of Christianity, and he claimed oh, okay. that there were that there were dark souls in society.
1: Was it a perfected form of Christianity or Catholicism? Well, and also well, dark souls two or three. It's perfected form of Christianity
0: <laughs> because he said the dark souls in society were Jews, communists, and Papists. Which represented the Catholic overall systems. evil in society. Papists are Catholic, Catholics, so
2: oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. I, I had no idea.
0: Um so during the Great Depression you,
3: um <laughs> Hel-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Remember, was raised Catholic, trust me. No I'm no me Baptist. too, dude. I
1: we we've had this discussion before. I, I have altar boy awards. I'm uh I got it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, If transubstantiation is real magic, then I was present <laughs> oh, man. for many miracles. <laughs> um, I just,
2: I, I just, I can't. This guy's religious views and well, ideas. you know,
1: there's a lot of religions that do that. I mean, the Jehovah's Witnesses do that. You know, um, yeah, it's it's the it, same it's thing. Sort of they like... predicate off of one of the other religions' faults, um, and they have many, and and it's well deserved to attack them. They I predicate that, and why, then why they I go can't. and then they go a level further.
0: It's, it's very much like sort of like the American sort of like religious movement, like, like sort of like program that you come up with is that you sort of like take upon like existing beliefs and you just sort of say like, Oh no, they're wrong. And like, this is the correct way. Um, but probably becomes sort of involved in politics and the great depression um, and eventually, in 1932, he founds what's called uh, Galahad College in, in Asheville.
2: Like, um, like, like Sir like Galahad? Sir
0: Galahad. That's yeah, like Sir Galahad. Oh my god. And
1: this guy is the original, it, like, Taylor Swift was at my house. Like, you know, god, just, just dropping names.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of a... Um, sort of like a grift college. It's it's what's called a, a correspondence school.
1: Trump university.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that type of deal. Then the
1: Trump University the, where you get at every cafeteria serves Trump steaks.
0: And they they specialized God, in, no. in what he referred to as social <laughs> metaphysics and Christian economics. Oh, eat ass. Jesus. And a lot here, of dude. and a lot of his like Christian economics beliefs, which will come up later, is, is sort of like like a, like a cult commune type deal. Okay. Like, like think of, like, the Branch Davidians. Like, that's sort of, like, his his idea for, like, Christian economics and, like, Christian society.
2: So he wanted to fuck all the women and have the dudes not fuck the women. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, like, well, as far as I know, Pelly wasn't, like, big into, like, screwing the women. But he did want to become, like, the godhead of, like, an organization.
2: So he goes. He's an egotistical psychopath. Yeah, gotcha. he's he's the guy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
3: um,
0: and and during this time, he would also found um, what was called uh, Galahad Press, um, and uh... through this, he would he would publish his different like magazines, newspapers, and books. Where's he getting all Jesus this cash? Christ. Well, he he's grifting, which which will come up later on. See, like the thing, pl- like
1: it just goes to show you, like uh, you you really got to be careful,
2: you know. Listen, what I'm saying is, grifters today need to take a look back at their roots. Like old Mister Dudley Pelly here, uh, because this motherfucker was founding colleges. These assholes today are crying about lyrics to a song called "Wet Ass Pussy." I really think that there has been a severe decline in shitty grifting.
1: We were like, well, we were using T word. Now I got to mark it as explicit. Yeah. This is like <laughs>
0: this is like uh, Liberty University.
1: Oh yeah, your oh. boy, your boy, trying to show the stem of his dick on his boat. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucking dick This is mate. exactly the same. <laughs> you know, if if it was today, you know, he'd be making TikTok videos about like
2: he how he's down. Doing Trailer Park Boys. Jerry Falwell is or Jerry, is it Jerry Falwell or Junior? It's it's Jerry Junior. Jerry Jr. Jr. Yeah. Okay, so Jerry Junior. Yeah, he stepped down. He's done. Yeah, he's he stepped
0: down, but I'm pretty sure that's after he turns out to a Christian a radio show to to explain what was going on. Well, he was very like. Very like audibly like drunk. Like, yeah, so uh, guys,
2: uh, 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 listen, listen, one hundred percent. Lord's honest truth. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm schwasted right now. That's why you can kind of see my dick root right here. If uh, if you want to take a look.
1: <laughs> Did you say shwasted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think the
2: man would say drunk. You know what I mean? Sh-wasted. I think He try to be. He'd try to be cool about it, but use some weird lingo it, that's like no. He it's was. Not cool. he yeah. He
0: was almost talking like when people do caricatures of like drunk Chris Christopherson. Like he was just you like, now
3: no,
0: I'm going to explain why I was on that boat with that woman with her pants up button and my pants were also unbuttoned. Oh, does
2: he have a southern accent? He kind of does. Like I draw but, a little bit?
0: Yeah, he has a bit of a draw.
2: Now, if you see this black liquid here in my cup, this is not a rum and coke, no matter what you may have been thinking it is. This is just dark water. It is also known as a stage prop, just like like this this woman on my side. She is just for decoration. This is is Texas tea. This is not
1: liquor. It's just barrel juice that I melted from iced barrel juices I strategically (laughs) keep on my boat.
2: How dare you insinuate that, that Bacardi would touch these lips.
0: And on, on January 30th, 1933, um, Adolf Hitler is inaugurated as Chancellor of Germany. Um, and and Pauli, who had sort of been a, a follower of Hitler for a while, you know, he was a big Hitler head. Pops
2: um, a huge boner.
1: Yeah, he, he founds what's <laughs> called the Silver Legion. <laughs> this guy goes... We're explicit sh- now, right? He just went straight... <laughs> For the uh, DJ Hennessy Youngman, right yeah, this, there.
0: this illegal this illegal seizure of power just causes him to pop wood. Uh, <laughs> what and up, huge Internet? Hitler fan,
2: Listen, if he's a huge Hitler fan, and all of a sudden Hitler's in power, I, that's all I can think of. This man's probably like, fuck yes.
0: And and he founds the Silver Legion, which is this like sort of political party slash sort of like a Nazi style like paramilitary organization, which is anti-Semitic. Um, and he, he, and he would, the, the members of this organization are called silver shirts and they would also refer to themselves as Christian patriots.
1: I've heard of the silver Um, shirts before.
0: And and they would wear silver shirts with blue ties and, and blue like pants. Like that was their uniform. And, and their insignia was a scarlet L, um, which was on their flag and also was on their uniforms over their, their hearts.
1: So yeah, real quick the L stand this. for lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, quick question. Uh did did this guy know George Lincoln Rockwell?
0: George Lincoln Rockwell actually doesn't become like a, a, a fascist and a neo Nazi until after World War II.
1: <laughs> That's wow. hilarious. Talk about Captain Think Bo- about I mean, that. Like, think about that. Be like, you know what? They got their ass smashed <laughs> by the rest of the world, but uh I'm really crazy, guys. I think it's a good the way to cra- go.
0: The craziest thing about him was he fought in World War II. Not that he really saw combat, but still, he served in the United States military during World War II, um. which you know doesn't stop a lot of like racists.
1: Hey, you stuff know, I was at Birkenau, period, and I didn't really still... see anything bad going on there, so I decided to join up after the fact.
2: So just like, in case
1: anybody listening does wrong. not know, I like, only George drive Lincoln Rockwell a was car. the
2: founder of the fucking American Nazi Party. Like he yeah, was a he legitimate was the first American neo-Nazi. Nazi party, and this man George Lincoln Rockwell was the founder that is insane to me to think that there was literal rallies i mean there's nazi rallies held today where was trump at last isn't that um, one
1: shut up <laughs> but, isn't that one of those was uh,
2: nazi rallies at madison square garden like yeah isn't yeah, yeah, yeah one of those everything. like random insane. internet
1: facts like that happens uh, people pointed out it gets posted on reddit a lot that like, well the that the german american bund
0: had a had a rally at uh, madison square gardens i don't think the the american nazi party did I think the Bund did, which was in the '30s.
1: Yeah, it was um, pre pre war. Well, like during the war, but not like it was. War.
0: It, well, it was pre war. It yeah. was it was before it was before like the Nazis invaded Poland, right? Um, but a, a biographer of Pelly's, um, Scott Beekman, he, he sort of points out that the Pelli was like the first American to sort of create an organization modeled off uh, modeled after the Nazis.
1: Oh no! Um,
0: and and Pelly, you know, he travels throughout the United States. Um, he holds rallies and and lectures and public speeches, um, and and he would found a, a Silver Legion chapter in every state of the country. Um, the The leadership or the membership of the party peaked at fifteen thousand in nineteen thirty five, but Christ. by nineteen thirty eight, it would it would drop below five thousand. Good lord, as a drop off. And and some people say it's a little bit um, a little bit smaller. Like for instance, the, the communist candidates during this period would often score a lot more votes than Pelly does when he does run for office, which we'll talk about.
1: Well, yeah, because the communists appealed, even though communism sucks, but it appealed to a larger audience.
0: Yeah, and this is also before like people really knew what was going on under Stalin. Like this is before. It's also
1: before people really knew what was going on in Germany.
0: Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, the, the Nazis were pretty open about their agenda, mm-hmm. whereas, like, the communists were like, we're forming a utopian, like, society where everybody's right. equal, and the Nazis are like, are, like, Jews are the rats that are gnawing at the base <laughs> of society, and we have to stomp them
1: out. Yeah, like, see, the like, Nazis like, don't, they, they, don't they didn't hide call? it. That's cute. To con on to, like, what you were saying before about, you know, current rallies, uh, without getting too specifically political, uh, you know, that's what happens with these people is that you know they find something that that works for them and they and they like glomp onto it because it because they're hateful pricks and it it just happens to to um support their personal agenda
0: and it it's also about sort of like a community like a sense of belonging right like like a lot of like sort of like reformed like neo-nazis or fascists like they'll say that like that one of the main reasons they joined was because you know they were vulnerable and and much like any other like cult like these people sort of like picked them up and like told them you know like well you're you're part of the movement and it, and it's sort of like the the same reason you know that that organizations like the Ku Klux Klan or other sort of like white supremacist organizations became popular because they sort of spin this narrative you know that the problems in your life aren't because of you or, or society at large, the problems are because, you know, this one minority is, is taking everything good, whether it's jobs or money or, or secretly mm-hmm. puppet mastering everything. Like, that's the cause of your problems. It's not because, you know, you, you need to change the way you live. Like, like, a lot of people realize at some point. Yeah. Um, they, they just sort of glom on to this idea, you know, that it's not about me. It's about this them that doesn't really exist.
1: Yeah. Steve, it's basically, why you kind of sound like a fascist here, bro. It's the absence of personal responsibility. Yeah, you sound
2: kind of fascist here, man.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, I can understand where they're coming from. Like, of course, they're wrong. Like, what I'm saying is that these fascists are, are sort of recruiting like vulnerable people. Like right. Like, they prey on somebody who has problems in their life, who has issues, and like they they can't sort of seem to see like you know like well you shouldn't think that way or like that's that's not really right. Like you shouldn't blame like like other people that you don't even know for your problems but the fascists are like no you're right like it is yeah, the, the jews or the <laughs> the black people or the mexicans that are like right they're taking everything good into your life
1: you're talking to people but, who are already emotionally uh yeah fragile and they're easily manipulated and if they have pre uh pre-existing prejudices as well you can swell support up pretty quickly. I mean, that's what Hitler did. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like it was. Uh, it wasn't like it was anything more important than that. That's exactly what he did.
0: Yeah. So, what what happens is in 1935, a, an agent of, of Nazi Germany um, befriends this this Harris um, named Jesse Murphy. Um, she she had a small mining fortune, and she convinced her to sort of contribute money. Um, and, and to buy this ranch that had formerly been owned <laughs> by Will
1: Rogers,
0: um, to, to sort of make a base for the, the American fascist movement. Are you getting which,
1: into like? Is tell me that Roy Rogers Burgers are not involved in this at all?
0: Will Rogers, <laughs> all right, all right. but like, what? What? Uh, like all these? Like nothing good ever happens on a ranch Juicy outside patty. of Los Angeles because that's also where like charles manson was hanging out at yeah, the span say, ranch yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a ranch outside of uh lv is not good
0: yeah yeah you don't want to be outside of los angeles oh a ranch.
1: Uh, los angeles sorry
0: yeah if you're if you're taking a vacation and and you're going to a ranch like make sure it's not like a ranch outside of la
2: um <laughs> maybe in a place like texas maybe rancho cucamonga
0: so the the ranch itself is 55 acres um and the, the Silver Shorts sort of set out to make this, like, what, what they describe as the fortified world headquarters um, after the fascists, like, conquer the world. Okay. Um, and, and on the compound, you know, they built a water storage tank, a fuel tank, a bomb shelter, and other sort of, like, outbuildings and bunkers. Um, ironically, the estate's, like, main gate, the entrance to the estate was designed by a well-known African-American architect in L.A. named Paul Williams. And and Paul Williams is, like, during, like, the 20s and 30s, he's one of, like, the most famous, like, and well-known architects of, like, L.A. architecture. But the fact that the main gate to the fascist, like, world
2: headquarters
0: is, like, made... was designed by an African-American. Jesus. That's, like, some kind Uh, of
1: cruel joke
0: there.
2: Yeah, that's... Yeah.
0: (laughs) But... Powell um, would sort of sort of lay out his party's ideology, which is based on anti-communism, anti-Semitism, um, patriotism, white supremacy, corporatism, isolationism, and opposition to what is referred to as British-Israelism, which is sort of what we would refer today as like Zionism.
1: So essentially, okay. this guy took every shitbird and appealed directly to them.
2: Basically,
0: and, um, Pelly would sort of make um, a, a number of magazines and newspapers that sort of like supported his views, which were the, called the Liberation, um, Pelly's Silver Shirt Weekly, the Galilean, and the New Liberator. Um, throughout the '30s, he would sort of become Wait, well the new known. Liberator? What happened to the? Yeah, old the New Liberator? Liberator. Who was the no, old? Originally,
2: just just the Liberator, right? In the new liberator is what it's called. But who uh, I'm was guessing the, the, the old,
0: old liberator, liberator would be like the founding fathers.
2: Ah, the old liberator was actually published by Harriet Tubman, um, little known fact. Because, because the, <laughs> the the
0: idea is is that you know that this fascist movement is sort of like going back to America's roots and sort of saving American society from the degradations that they've been
1: involved in. You mean quote unquote roots?
0: Yeah, quote unquote roots. Just sort of like this idealized past. You know, like the bullshit Gilded Age, like Founding Fathers type mythology, like that type of thing. Sure. Um, But as the 30s go on, like Pelly becomes well known as sort of like this right wing crank um, to (laughs) the point that like Sinclair Lewis and his novel, It Can't Happen Here, which is about like fascists taking over the United States. Um, In this, the leader of sort of the fascist movement that takes over the United States praises Pelly as, as being, like, an important, like, precursor. What? Um, St- as as the 30s go on and the New Deal comes into existence, um, Pelly opposes it. Um, and in 1935, he founds what's called the Christian Party. Um, and he ran as, like, a candidate for presidency in 1936, but he only wins 1,600 votes.
2: Across the whole country? Yeah, God damn um, you, fucking loser!
0: <laughs> so it, it's also probably likely that the like the membership of his organization is also inflated. Um, the Nazis were also fond of doing this. For instance, like Hitler was like the he, he was somewhere in the in like the like fourteenth or fifteenth member of the of the Nazi Party or, or what it was called before it became the 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 Nazi Party mm-hmm. um, German but Workers Party. His yeah, it was like the it, it was called something else too it was like a much longer name but anyways his membership card has him as like 500th and 14 they just added a five on front of the actual number to make it seem like they had more more members,
3: because yes.
0: you have to remember this is before like social media. You know, you don't have people like trolling like their actual like information to see if they can find out. You know, how many people are actually members? Yes. You remember? Yes.
1: S- I was just talking about that with my wife. Like the internet has become such a shithole, and one of the main reasons is that uh, social media de-anonymized the entire internet, and everyone did it of their own volition. Like they just mm-hmm. chose to participate. <laughs> But like when we started being on the internet, nobody knew who the fuck I was.
2: <laughs> nope, nobody knew. Yeah, who it you was were like back in the day.
1: It was like it was it all was anonymous. More, it was more like that. Well, yes, unless the government really wanted to zero in. But, yeah, but but the point was is like your average Joe could not figure out who the fuck some random dickhead was on IRC. You know.
0: But but even like people who aren't well known will like have their actual name. Mm-hmm. On like their Twitter or whatever, and then just be surprised when you get, like, yeah, <laughs> get like, yeah, just get like, who just get like fired or like get in trouble at work because you know they're they're like tweeting like problematic things,
2: right? Because they're incredibly dumb.
0: Yeah, and it's like, why would you want to not be anonymous? It's the same reason I don't post pictures of myself to like Instagram or Facebook. Like I'm not going to feed the machine that's going to
1: like hunt me down
2: one
1: day. I do. If my my hair is looking good one day, man, I'm a little vain. I'll just post one up there.
2: You know what's really funny is I think it's our generation that is the most, um, you know, kind of not willing to – Put anything out on the internet about ourselves. We're the, if you look, boomers and the, the generation like just younger than us are just way, way, just totally open about sharing. Don't you on.
1: think? Yeah, that, yeah. Don't you think that there's there's actually now I'll, I'll draw one quick aside there, a caveat. They also have some of the most resistant in their group because some people just they don't want anything to do with it. They're like uh, luddite almost when it comes to technology and they're not posting shit that they don't have to. Yeah. Cause I deal with that a lot as I've been doing it for 20 years. And yeah. the whole, like you I just said, this generation people, that,
2: that we belong to is very specific and it's that we don't share a whole bunch. I feel like we are like the original and best shit posters, quote unquote, quote unquote, so to speak.
1: Yeah. The, I, very, I'd say very that.
2: things that are very, very, um, I don't think uh, confined to like the first quote unquote, internet people.
1: Yeah. yeah. I would say that the sharing, uh, the sharing thing is a mixed bag with older people. though. like, you know, they they tend to do what people tell them to do on the internet, and um, yeah, if you leave,
0: they they people, believe everything they
1: read. Yeah, like the big, the biggest problem with that group of people is you know if we're just being academic about it is that they yeah they they glomp. I'm, I'm by the way I'm not saying glomp I'm saying glomp. They mm-hmm. like <laughs> they take. Uh, any kind of news article that supports something that they might be leaned into and they just run right headfirst into it and hug. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the we've se- all and the se- we've all done that. You know, there's uh, everyone's done that yeah, at yeah. least once where you just glomp onto something and you're like, oh, I love it. I love it. You know, of and course. then you find out like, Two days later, that's fake, or it was from five yeah, it's, years it's, ago, or something. Or it's like, like that. milkshake duck. Yeah, you just get fucked into stuff on the internet. So, like the the idea that we're not like teaching dollar mendy. To
2: me, I got it. fucking milkshake ducked
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a human trafficker. Is what it yeah, is. yeah, you know, he's just he's just your 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 standard R. Kelly. Aren't most pop stars? Not most. Taylor it's Swift. Them. Taylor Swift's trying to swing an election. <laughs>
2: So was Kanye West.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna end up in fucking jail, dude. That
2: my guy, my favorite.
1: He's literally guilty. My favorite guilty. tweet. They're 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 saying that he's. Yeah, probably he's committed election thing. fraud. Yeah, and that's a big deal because Wait. he he doesn't have anybody to protect him except lawyers. He doesn't have any political connections. How did he commit stuff.
2: election fraud with the
0: signatures? He, he put he put fake signatures, like blatantly uh, false signatures, on his.
2: Like, he thinks it's a game is what it is. He's so... And it's, and like, it's New he, and Jersey. Well, his yeah. problem is he, he has some serious mental issues, and he probably yeah. really thinks oh, yeah, it's yeah. a game, like nothing's going to happen to him. Just Oh, it's just some signatures on a piece of paper. Who really cares? Not realizing, nah, bro. He's <laughs> fucking with he's, the feds.
0: He's actually said, you know, that, like, Donald Trump essentially put him up to this, that, like, he's just, quote-unquote, spoiling
2: the vote. Yeah, he's just like, trying to siphon voters off. That's all he's doing.
0: But... Anyways, um, who was unable to sort of, like, win a popular election, he keeps hoping that there will be a quote-unquote silver revolution that will overthrow the government and install him as, like, dictator of the United States.
2: The South Um, will rise again?
1: Same kind of bullshit. If you get 1,600 votes, I feel like you're making a mistake, you know? (laughs) He, yeah,
0: like like, not even, like, he's not even getting joke votes at that point. Um, so, he, he likes to, like, he wants to be called the chief.
3: No.
0: In the same sense that, like, Hitler is called the Fuhrer, and, like, Mussolini is called El Duce, like, he wants to be called the chief. No. <laughs> um, but, but what happens is, is that in 1939, um, he's called to testify before the House of Un-American Activities Committee. Um, okay. But instead of doing this, um, he flees, um, and and he sort of like jumps across the country to different like silver shirt associates in order to like hide out from the the federal government.
2: You guys ever think back like during the time, um, like way earlier in this country's you know beginning how you had to be american and if you weren't american you were going to jail or you were going to be you know canceled back in that time period but it's very like strange how you 2002? had to be fucking lockstep what you, you had to be lockstep <laughs> any question of socialism or communism boy they were trying to fuck you up that's amazing how just incredibly fucking fascist this is
0: yeah because this is the the dies committee which is before, which is sort of the predecessor to the House of Un American Activities, which you've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but um, Pelly, throughout this period, um, he's charged with committing high treason, um, threatening an elected official because he wants to overthrow FDR, um, violating the Sedition Act of 1918, um, obstructing military recruiting, um, interfering with the operation of the military and conspiring to overthrow the government of the United States.
2: Boy, my man is cruising for the death penalty.
0: But during this time, the the Silver Shirts are, are sort of divided because they've sort of like evolved into two camps, and one camp are the people who are into like his like new age spiritual leanings. Like they they believe in the sort of like theosophical thing. They're still anti Semitic. They're still like, you know, full on that train. But, but you cultists. also, yeah, but you have the other group who are sort of, like, like fascists. Like, they don't care about the, the sort of, like, spiritual aspect that Pelly is sort of showing. They, they just want to have, like, they just want to beat up, like, communists and, like, Jews in the streets and, like, throw bricks through, like, right. Jewish riding, storefronts. front
1: they're riding yeah, yeah. a semi-popular sentiment into some type of uh, action that befits their personal opinion.
0: So in, in 1939, um, Pelly writes his autobiography, which is called "The Door to Revelation." Mm. <laughs> um, okay. And and this is sort of like his like Bible to sort of like mend the divides between these two groups.
2: What a narcissistic asshole! Yeah,
0: um,
3: it's pretty and, bad.
0: And he says his his uh, he says quote unquote. Um, the purpose in forming the silver shirts was to prepare a great horde of men to meet the crisis of control of the go- of Jewish control of the government intelligently and constructively. and and he sort of has this like he, he sort of says that his like primary purpose is to be a political leader as opposed to a spiritual leader.
1: So he's shifting gears because he didn't make it.
0: Yeah, and and he sort of says, um that it's like impossible to accept his like spiritual teachings without signing on to his like political program
2: oh my god this dude's trying to backdoor it
0: and he he goes back to the vision that he originally said in the door to revelation where he said to talk you know to jesus and god and all that and and he sort of describes it in greater extent (sighs) And and he sort of claims the reason why it was shorter before because it was in a magazine originally, so he had a lower page count. Um, So he says, like, (laughs) the vision he describes is the same one that he had described ten years later, but in greater detail. Um... So he says that the seven minutes in eternity that he experienced, which was the name of like his vision that he had in the article. That, he that's described where he invited
1: it. women to. Hey, baby, you want to go for seven <laughs> minutes in eternity?
0: Seven seven minutes of eternity in that, that uh, closet over there. Um,
1: that closet smells he... like bullion stock. <laughs> well, that's the bullion stock closet, baby.
0: <laughs> but, but he goes back and says that the seven minutes was actually two hours.
1: Well, yeah, that's the idea, is you, you go for yeah. seven minutes in eternity, but you keep them in there, you know, down until f-
2: eternity.
0: And yeah. he, he sort of, like, grabs on to the sort of, like, classic sort of mystic tradition of saying, you know, that while he was in this, like, visionary state, that time became elastic and he wasn't really bound by, you know, like, the time of the corporeal world.
1: Let me ask you a um, question. Is there any evidence that he tripped? I don't think so. But essentially the way said, his dis- verbiage is very similar to trip verbiage.
0: Well, a, a lot of it is very similar to other, like, theosophical writings of the time. So I think he was just cribbing other people that might have tripped or uh, were just sort of, like, described it before. Okay, Because what it sounds like is, is that when he wrote it in 1929 that he sort of, like, drove outside of Los Angeles to the countryside and just sort of, like, cloistered himself to come up with, like, this grift. Mm.
1: Um, Pull himself up by his bootstraps. And so uh,
0: he just sort of, like, uses this um, to sort of add to his previous, like, title was sort of like a media, like, sort of a, a channeler.
1: Oh God! So now he's Edgar Casey.
0: Yeah. So he <laughs> he said he he said that like he still did the same things he did before. You know, he ascended to heaven. Um, he bathed in a pool. Um, he met some like some some kind like spirits. You know, everything's like very Greco-Roman, um, and that um, while he's there, um, the, these two men that he met, these two enlightened men, they they sort of bring him around this sort of like greco-roman version of heaven you know like think like the parthenon level right like just, just a lot just of him, a
1: lot of gay relationships yeah a lot, a lot of columns right a
0: lot of, <laughs> a lot of a lot of like pedophilic relationships you know between between men and boys oh my God. Um, Ugh. Um, but what they do is while they're in heaven they teach him the great truths of the racial taxonomy of the world
1: fuck me
0: so after he, after he bathed in this magical pool that he originally claimed he had, he claims that he had this long conversation with these men um, and that they, they sort of tell him, you know, about um, the, the, the quote-unquote um, the peculiarities of the races. Um, and for a long time, he, he had sort of been, this had been a thing in his writings, but he hadn't really like classified it down in a scientific way. Which is a big thing in sort of like nineteen twenties and thirties mysticism is like there's a sort of like racial like racist racial component to it of, of sort of like scientifically classifying the races, which is also prominent during this period. So so when you think of like people like measuring people's skulls and like Yeah, like phrenology and all yeah, that. Yeah, like shit. phrenology is like a classic example of this. Um, and this all sort of comes out of the Enlightenment wait, 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 wait.
1: phrenology's wrong. I'm sorry, Steve.
2: <laughs> You've been milkshake ducked. I yeah.
1: have to I'm gonna get I'm gonna have to return my degree, my whole thesis. You
0: just you just take your like your your Vatican head with like the brain mapped out and you just like toss it in the trash. Steve,
1: I have tools desk. here. I have tools. <laughs> They're expensive tools. Alright, you
2: gotta throw away your, your black and decker tape measure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: like I, I don't know it's like I a don't clamp. know the name I it's, it's I don't like know a what compass, it's called kinda, yeah. yeah it's like a compass exactly like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like... always
2: thought it was one of those things like the old-timey guys that delivered the ice they got that big spitch
1: yes, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's only what I used... always think it was like that That's only used on the Nephilim <laughs> 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 Oh man Um
0: so he he sort of like finally like standardizes um, the, these it's sort a of caliper, like racial, Steve.
1: That's what it's called.
0: Yeah, calipers. Yes, it, it's sort of like standardized racial grad uh, gradation of spiritual attainment. Um, so at the bottom of the scale is Lenny is, Dykstra. Is is is, <laughs> is black people? Oh my God! And and it sort of moves like the gradient. Like it moves from black to brown. To yellow to red and to white, which is interesting that red is right below white, because the Nazis were big fans of the Native Americans because Hitler was a big fan of like cowboy literature, and mm-hmm. he believed that like Native Americans were like uh, contained like Aryan warrior spirit.
1: Well, I'm I mean, sure probably I probably enjoyed I their could, occultism too. I was gonna say I could totally see where you would pull that into your bullshit if you wanted to, you know.
0: and and Indians as well, like like from. From South Asia, like the the idiot subcontinent, um the Nazis also sort of like
2: ascribed them to be Aryans. So they were just kind of picking and choosing who they wanted to. Be yeah, Aryans. yeah. Because like, I know that Hitler had an affinity too for Asians, so he was like, oh, well, they could be Aryans too. Sure, they,
0: they could be like honorary Aryans or whatever is what they said. I think it, I think it was, it was called
1: honorarians. It's- yeah
0: but it's it's like it's all bullshit obviously it's all bullshit but they're just sort of like they don't even follow their original plan like they're just like all right you're in and like it's like we need to ally these people for the war well like i guess they could be in, but on an honorary basis
2: and as soon as the war's over you guys are not not Aryans again no jeez
0: um, and and, uh, and of course, you know, white people are obviously you know at the top. Their their inability to handle spice makes them the uh, the,
3: the <laughs> primary the like,
0: yeah. Um, and, and so in, in this way as well, that that souls ascend based on their spiritual uh, purity, um, and, and sort of like and almost like a caste system, that like the color of their skin denoted, like, like how pure they were in a previous life. Jeez. Um, and and Jews are, are sort of, like, a, a, an aberrant in the system that he, he describes them as a hybrid race. They're not exactly yellow. They're not exactly brown. You know, they're somewhere in between in, in the system. Um, so, so he finds them to be, like, the worst of all because, you know, they're between races they're not like firmly within one category
2: oh these people are disgusting
0: yeah um, so um, what what he did was, was sort of like apply this ever um, over time um, and, and he just sort of explained you know like that's why you know like like black colonial subjects were worse off because you know their, their, their souls weren't as spiritually developed as like whiter souls
1: Just the idea that you can take... I mean, again, there's this joke that I used to hear all the time when I was more into my, like, you know, anti-religion years. um, And uh, that you could essentially just replace the Bible with the Lord of the Rings. Pretty much. Why not? Because essentially, like, you know, without faith, it's just a book where there's a bunch of extrapolations made off of one thing after the other, right? And every mm-hmm. time we talk about some shitbird like this, it just seems like that's what they do. They just take one belief, like the f- belief that there's a soul, and then they just start throwing their own, you know, stereotypes and preconceptions onto it. I'm not on an island here. It's not like I came up with this hypothesis off the fu- fucking top of my head. I'm sure everyone's seen it already. It's probably a word for yeah, it. No. But yeah, the yeah. point is, is Grifter like... is yeah. the
2: word. Grifters.
1: It's just amazing because it just, all it takes is the belief in that root subject. And if someone is even a bit susceptible to, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like impressionable, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just going to get, they could get pulled in that direction. Not necessarily.
2: Why do you think the most, like all the most famous con men do it on religious pretense? Because it's the easiest people to get. You have people who have a core belief system that they already hardcore believe in. And all you have to do is kind of spin it and, 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 and intertwine it and interweave it with their yeah. already pre-established belief system. Boom, right. done.
1: It's just, uh,
2: and it's gross. It's it's incredibly yeah. gross because what you're doing. I is think you're as you get people.
1: older, too, when you see it once or twice, you kind of just feel you feel like almost intellectually offended that somebody would even try that one. Like it doesn't even. You know how there's that phrase? It doesn't even pass the smell test. Yeah. It it couldn't be more accurate. Like, the shit that we're talking about, it doesn't even pass the smell test. You know, it's like, yeah. It's unbelievably ridiculous. But he. But also, remember,
2: too, 1930s,
1: 1940s. Nah, fuck that. Because people have dropped. I mean, I understand. I'm just saying, like, people were definitely more. They were more hateful back then. They were definitely more. Yeah, but it's
0: also the same thing where there was that clip that, like, John Oliver showed. And it was from. Like a suburb outside of like Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like like your own backyard, Steve. Yeah. Where like in the fifties hey, 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 hey. where... I'm from <laughs> fucking central
1: Jersey, not Philadelphia.
0: But uh <laughs> but where like a a black family was moving in the neighborhood and they talked to a woman just, just like a random like housewife in the neighborhood. She was just like saying how she didn't like it and she thought that the races should remain separate and she was afraid you know that if black people start moving in, you know that the races would start
2: mixing. Oh, she was beside herself. I remember that clip that he showed.
1: Steve, yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, let me drop something. On she you. Was... Let me drop something on you right now. Uh, if you went to Philly today and interviewed that woman's daughter, <laughs> she'd probably <laughs> she'd say she'd the, the same, thing. same line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she'd probably be smoking like a black and mild while she told it. <laughs> a
1: wine, probably a wine and mild, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Dude, honestly, like, Philly's not that bad. I shit on it a lot because I just hate the Phillies. Because um, I'm a Mets fan. Who does And I had to drive in Philadelphia, and it was just the one of the... I would rather drive in New York every day of the week. But uh, it was... Uh, yeah, Philly's still bad in a lot of areas like that. Absolutely. Those those beliefs don't get taken out in one generation.
3: Not
0: even but, close. But, like, in, in Pelly's described beliefs, too, um, very much like a caste system, he said that, like... You can't... You can't change it. So you couldn't, like... Like, none... So like it's Someone fate. from another... Someone from another race couldn't, like... Like, uplift themselves. Like, they'll always be in their lot. That's fucked. And... And a lot of this sort of, like, sets out... Like, this is the first time that, like... Pelly actually has a plan. Has a plan for what? Like, like, sort of, like... Th- this sort of, like, sets down his actual philosophy. Like, he had been very wishy-washy before but this actually set down, like, what he believed and what his party should believe. Okay. Um, And and Peli would, like, also, like, ascribe a lot of his, like, failings in life to to, to sort of things involved in his mission. Like, he'd say, like, for instance, his uh, marriage had failed, but he'd said it was due um, to the fact um, that his purpose in life wasn't to be married. It was to, you know, like, uplift people.
2: That sounds like an Alex Jones level excuse of why did you forget your children's names? Oh, I ate a big bowl of chili for lunch.
0: So, and, and and he had a he had a daughter that died in childbirth, but he said that like his daughter, like well, she wasn't actually lost. Like she'll she'll be like reincarnated.
1: So he used his own dead daughter as a pre, as a prop piece in his fucking fucked yeah. philosophy bullshit philosophy. Disgusting. Oh my god, dude! I don't even want to talk about this guy anymore. This and, guy's like next
2: level growth. How big and, was
1: this guy's movement at any given time? Well,
0: well, like I said it was as at the most it was that that
1: 5, claimed
0: 15,000 members and 1600 votes.
1: So what is where what is his significance?
0: Well, he's it, it, sort of this notable figure as like the fascist leader of the United States during World War II. And and he also sort of says, you know, that this is all like everything happens for a reason and that that you should just let it happen. Well, well, he essentially guy. says that like you have to follow God's will.
1: Okay, and, 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 of course, he, and he's after, God. But,
0: yeah, I and he's and he's like the mouthpiece for God.
1: Ugh.
2: I really hate this guy, and I really hate the fact that he was born in Massachusetts. But again, Lynn, do you, and, do you think
1: that the? Uh, I'll let you go. But do you think that the, the difference between him and a more like, um, uh, like a religious figure with a larger founding is just, just potentially a mistake of birth.
0: I think his his beliefs are so far out there that most people don't agree with them even from like a Christian standpoint. Sure. Like if you look at what most evangelical preachers do, they're they're staying very close to like scripture to the point of very often like like just reading it very straightforward. Okay. Um and and with him, you know, he's just very like freeform. You know, he's combining all these spiritualist things like he's combining a lot of like new age, new age like for that era, like sort of sort of stuff to his like beliefs. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Um, and and after he makes this book, his his followers are, are reassured. Um, but but he also like sort of tells them, despite like all the all the failings he's having, you know, running for president and his problems with the government, that like they should they should just trust the plan, you know, that everything <laughs> is working according to God's plan.
2: Oh, my God.
0: God's plan. Um, and, and he also says that he won't allow them to, like, deviate from his line. That he will not accept dissent. Really? Uh, and and he also sort of proclaimed that, like, his leadership of the Silver Legion came directly from God.
2: This is definitely a cult. Like, this but,
0: isn't even... Yes, it is, yeah. it is very much a cult. What but, level but of probably,
1: asshole do you have to be to accept that this guy is telling you the truth?
0: But, like, so, Peli, though, he, he's often afraid of, like, his organization. Okay. Um, so he, like, because he's the, like, exclusive leader, he's always afraid that, like, somebody else is is going, um, is going to sort of, like, realize overthrow. what he's doing or, like, overthrow him. And, and I sort of think this has to go back to, like, the I Am movement. That he's worried about somebody becoming like more popular than him.
1: Um, yeah, wasn't well, that that's his whole game, right? It's, probably, it's a popularity contest.
0: Yeah, and and he sort of also builds it as well, like all these movements, you know, that they're there to combat a grave threat to the United States.
2: Yeah, the, the page one of the fascist playbook.
0: <sighs> and and he also says too, you know that that all of his followers know, you know that there's this huge. Um, sort of conspiracy at the heart of the United States of like communism
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and, and sort of like Jewish-like communism that is that is sort of like forcing to like take over the country. Jesus. Um, and so while like spiritualism is like an important part of it, he also goes really into like the fascist sort of like anti-communism and, and also ascribing like Jewishness to, to communism um, and, and also sort of affirming like white Christian supremacy so I, of American
1: society. So I brought up this the schmas reference from professional wrestling, which, you know, you know what a Schmaz is. I don't know if Ryan, do you know what a schmoz is? I don't. So schmas is like if they're like, let's say like they're fighting for a championship belt or something like that, and they, okay. and then like a shitload of wrestlers just come out for whatever story reason they mm-hmm. use, and it yeah, just, yeah, it turns yeah, yeah. into a big like chaos disaster, and yeah, nobody yeah. wins. That's a sch- yeah. that's a schmas essential. That's
2: how WCW Nitro used to end every fucking Monday. It was a championship match, the ref losing his the mind. The kayfabe yeah. term
1: is schmas, and okay. That's what it sounds like he's doing with, like, his philosophy. Like, it sounds like, and I don't know if I'm I'm on board here, and I'm sure if I just let you finish, I'll get the answer. <laughs> but, uh, like, that he's just taking one thing after the other and just adding it in because it's not quite working yet. Like, he's testing the soup, and it's just too salty, you know? So he adds more he salt. He sounds
2: like... Actually, never mind. No, fuck it. He sounds like Casey Anthony. Just... <laughs> Making shit up as he goes along and just throwing shit at the wall and sees what sticks.
1: Is there anything to that, Steve? Like, did he start? That did was this like a progre- like a progression of things, or did he really just start off as like the biggest turd in history?
0: I think he was always out to be a grifter. What I what I think what it is is that as time as he keeps failing, when he keeps like telling them, you know, that he's going to succeed. It it sort of just goes back to that old cult sort of thing where they're just like, well, this was a test. Right. And, like, if you leave me after this failure, you're not a true follower and you have to remain, like, loyal to me. And, And this happens a lot of times in a lot of, like, American religious movements. And one of the things that happens, too, is that people who are members of cults, that when the cult is proven wrong... Instead of, like, a lot of people just sort of saying, like, oh, well, I guess it was bullshit all along. I- I'm going to, go like, go go find something else to do with my life. They just sort of double down. Right. Because uh, uh, for a number or of they things, kill like a like, uh, uh, sunk <laughs> cost fallacy, well, they Hopefully. haven't been told to kill themselves. Oh, I thought you were um, talking about but the like leader. There
2: are people that have mental breaks that once they realize everything they've been for well, yeah. is bullshit, they will just – they can't handle it. They just straight up kill themselves.
0: But it, but it's just sort of that idea, you know, that like it's a test and like stay the course, like it's eventually going to be right. Jesus. Um, but but what happens is is that like as World War Two kicks off in Europe in 1939, um, in 1940, um, federal marshals uh, raid Pelly's headquarters in Asheville. Um, Get him. And, and they arrest some of his followers in NC property.
2: Get those motherfuckers.
1: Now was this before or after we entered? World War Two.
0: No, nineteen forty. Oh, okay. So we haven't even entered World War Two at this point.
1: So they're already oh, you know, they're, they're, they're already they're going, going after
0: yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. Like ftr was like, it's like we're we're going to be in here eventually. So let's just. For some reason, when you say
1: things. dates, I always have to ask again. My that's just, you know how well, my brain works.
0: But but it's also a thing too where like, Powell is also like he's embezzling funds like. Like he's not handling the books very well. He's he's committing fraud on top of like
1: being a cult leader. Why not? Right. One more thing on yeah, the yeah. Is, is is this like the NRA?
2: Like, Jesus Christ. What's his name? Wayne LaPierre. Yeah. This, yeah. This is exactly what this guy sounds like. Using um, his own people to to pad his own pockets and just defraud the shit out of his own his own organization.
0: So what it eventually, Pelly is brought to testify. Uh, uh, before the dice committee in 1940 again. Um, and he during these things like he doesn't really have an idea of like what most of the organization is doing. like he sort of like and, and it's probably true like he doesn't have a very like directing hand in controlling what the different chapters are doing. Um, and he he also accuses like members of the Legion of doing their best to like undermine the legion. Um, and, and a lot of this has to do as well is that because he's not really having like a hands-on like leadership role that a lot of members of the silver Legion or the silver shirts don't really know like what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And I mean, they're still around right now at this point. Yeah. They're, they're still around at this point and like, they're still divided on the original divides of being like one half like spiritualists, like, like as they are. And then the other half being like, like fascists. The, the spiritualists okay. are still fascists, but you know what I mean, like yeah, like yeah, marching yeah, through yeah, the city yeah, yeah. and throwing bricks through windows type fascists.
2: Wh- wh- which way do they want to lean like lean more, I guess.
0: Um yeah, and and so um and and this is a lot of like a balancing act where like if he focused on one aspect of his like movement, the other would like accuse him of like betraying um the the cause of Christ. Yeah. Because it's, because it's a religious movement, and they all have their own idea of what this religious movement is supposed to be, based on his writings, so when he deviates from that, they accuse him of, like, going against, like, Christ's will, because remember, he's originally, like, subservient to Christ. Allegedly. Yes. Yeah, so, well, he, he's explicitly, because remember in his doctrine, he's, he says that, you know, that he's taken orders from God and, and Christ, who are, you know, one and the same, the Trinity.
2: Again, allegedly. Allegedly. Sure, if Christ came back, he'd be. Well, well, yeah, I'm not saying like that's
0: that's what he's (laughs) actually doing. I'm just saying that's within the logic of the organization. That's what he's selling
2: it as. Yeah, like I said, pretty sure if Jesus came back, he'd beat the shit out of this guy.
0: I'm just, I'm just gonna let you know,
1: Ryan. I'm not a Christ taver. Okay, so (laughs) lost him back in the uh, back in the aughts. Yeah,
2: I'm not a Christ taver either. So don't 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 think I am
1: so (laughs) pelly it's like some weird virtue signaling we just did there (laughs) yeah don't fucking don't don't
2: don't don't mix me with those
0: people (laughs) but pelly sort of like goes on to to sort of continue like with running his organization um which causes more court battles um and he he becomes more and more inflammatory as the united states is drawn into sort of like uh, diplomatic conflicts with the Empire of Japan and Nazi Germany, um, and then after the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December seventh, nineteen forty-one, um, local police in LA would occupy um, the the World Headquarters bunker that he had founded there. Um, had arrested all of the the fifty-person caretaker staff there. Good. And. When the United States declares war on Nazi Germany and on Italy, um, the the Silver Legion sort of like declines
1: rapidly. So they um, they slowly slink back into their holes.
0: Yeah, they just like when, when the United States goes to war with like fascism, all the sort of like fascism apologists and lovers of the United States sort of like guam onto patriotism instead and sort of like turn on that. Like, like Henry
2: Patriotism F- into fascism.
0: Well, like Henry Ford, for example. Henry Ford was like very friendly with like Hitler and like was was, was a huge anti Semite, but the second the United States declared war, he went full in on building like bombers to bomb Germany.
1: Now, but was it a it wasn't a philosophical shift, was it? It was just a practical shift, right? Yes, uh pretty much. Do we know? Like he, do we have any extant shit for post war?
0: I don't I don't know about Who? like with Henry Ford, but but I would imagine it's just sort of the argument of that like he did like he didn't do it correctly, if you know what I mean. Oh god! Like
3: oh. <laughs> like, like
0: sort of like that Pat Buchanan like well if they just did this like it would it would all be fine like I'm sure Henry Ford like oh, you know no. everything everything was great in Nazi Germany until you know they invaded Poland and declared war on on France and Great Britain. Wow. Um. But um, Pelly would, would sort of be, like, a, a proponent of, like, the American First Doctrine of, like, um, isolationism, and, and he would continually call Roosevelt a warmonger. Um, so so Roosevelt has um, J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI go after Pelly. Um Since the United States is at war with fascism, he decides, you know, to let the dog that is J. Edgar Hoover loose and go after Pelly Um, And the FBI would sort of interview the subscribers to like Pelly's periodicals and and sort of look into him. Um, But, but soon after the uh, Pearl Harbor, um, Pelley disbands the silver legion, um, but would continue to attack the government in his magazine called roll call. Um, And the house of un-American activities would, would sort of bring him up on this.
2: Hmm. Okay, so is on because of the shit he was saying in the magazine.
0: Yeah, because the United States is at war and he's like making anti-war propaganda.
2: And and as much as like I hate to say this, right?
0: And and enemy propaganda.
2: Oh, okay, never mind.
0: It, it's not just anti-war. He's also saying, you know, like, you know, like Nazi Germany isn't doing anything wrong.
2: Oh, so question how how does how do we how do we feel about this just in the terms of freedom of speech and freedom of the press? Mm. You see how quiet you guys got? It's pretty fucked up. Well,
0: right? I, I would you wanna, say you war- want to
2: say, "Yo, like protect this man's rights," but also, "Fuck this piece of shit." Well, he's also
0: undermining the war effort. Like, yeah, it it's is, a little bit different from, from a legal from a legal standpoint. Like, you have freedom of speech, but you also suffer from the repercussions of freedom of speech. So, just because he can publish, you know, his beliefs and roll call or whatever. Um, doesn't mean that he should be, you know, protected from airing those beliefs.
2: No, but he definitely shouldn't have, like, go to jail for it.
1: Yeah, but I think the context is important here. I mean, we're at war.
2: And I want you guys to understand, I'm throwing up in my mouth, even... Yeah, I understand
1: you're you're drawing a
0: hypothetical. Well, we'll get get to what what actually happened to him and, like, what actually put him away. Okay. Okay. Um, So, uh, eventually what happened... Is that eventually in 1942, um, on January 20, 1942, he sentenced to um, uh, two to three years in prison by the the Superior Court of of North Carolina, Judge um, F. Don Phillips, um, for violating uh, the terms of a probation he had in 1935 uh, for violating um, North Carolina security laws.
2: Okay huh so basically they got him like capone on some other bullshit
0: and eventually what happens is is that um initially the judge would suspend the suspend the um the the conviction pending good behavior um but what happens is the court finds out that during that period um he had been publishing false and libelous statements and also um and also like all of his other stuff involving the, the silver shirts, um, which which causes this to be thrown out and, and also um, for his sentence to be extended. Hmm. Um, and and also, too, um, in, in one of his issues of roll call, um, he says that the attack on Pearl Harbor was was much worse than the government claimed. You know, that that it had been more devastating than what was described. And because of that, he was arrested um, again on on April of 1942. Um, Because he still had the charges, like, pending. Like, you know, he Mm. hadn't been actually in prison yet. Um, And he was charged with 12 counts of high treason and sedition. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, see, and, and Um, and that's important, right? Because, I mean, at the time, we're at war. So yeah, so you're not, and he's
0: he's actively undermining the war effort.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's a big, it's a different charge, right?
0: Yeah, he's not saying like, he's not saying like, why I I think we should reconsider this. He's just saying like, everything they're telling you are lies. Like the Japanese are going to eat us alive. We need to sue for peace. Is essentially like, just just say that in like an Alex Jones voice.
2: Oh my god, the
1: Japanese are no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, my god, (laughs) (laughs) the Japanese are going to eat us alive.
2: Uh. <laughs> uh. Guys, I'm just going to tell you here. When China, when China inevitably invades, uh, they're going to eat the us. The bone away. bro. They're, they're technologically uh, advanced. They have a bigger military. Uh, we're, we're losing secrets to the Chinese every day. They're guess. frogs. So the of scientists over here. You know, they're working for the government. We, we just don't even know.
1: Their frogs are heterosexual.
2: <laughs> Ours, gay. <laughs> Fluoride. Look it up. Um, so, Pelly is eventually
0: charged at a federal court in Indiana. Um, he, he's convicted one, one of the charges is dropped um, he's convicted of 11 charges which are uh, mostly um, seditious statements and obstructing military recruitment and uh, fermenting insurrection within the military and for that he's sentenced to 15 years in prison got his bitch ass um, he only he only serves 8 years of that and he's paroled
1: what? in 1950 what <laughs> what the fuck kind of fuck Oh my god! Well, he got out for good behavior.
2: Um, it's not even.
0: And he he's eventually also involved in in 1944. There's a um, a mass sedition trial of like sort of Nazi sympathizers in the United States, um, but it eventually ends in a mistrial. Him and 30 other defendants, um, but it 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 ends in a mistrial. So he's not actually like convicted on any of that. Right. Um. So, because he has these charges of, um, of of security fraud and all these other things, he's sort of limited in what he can do. Um, so, his um, his parole essentially states that he has to remain in central Indiana, and he can't partake in any political activity.
2: Oh, that's a death sentence! Just just having to stay in central Indiana.
0: Oh, fuck that. <laughs> and. And and during this time because he can't he can't sort of like be political he just goes in on his like religious bent and he creates a sort of elaborate philosophy called soulcraft. I'm sorry, StarCraft? Soulcraft. Oh. And we'll we'll get to the StarCraft and Soulcraft <laughs> Um, but Soulcraft sort of gloms on to a recent sort of, like, spiritualist paranormal... Welcome to the Glomcast. Cat. Welcome the to the glom
1: cast over here. And it's,
0: <laughs> and it's uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials. Oh,
1: my God. So he needs so another remember, thing to get on to. Goddamn so place, remember
0: how guy. he was talking about how, like, he was meeting with people, these sort of spiritual yeah.
1: beings? Yeah.
0: He ascribes them
1: to be... The, like, the Aryan alien. Oh my God. Are you saying... So let me get this straight. So he believes aliens are white. Does he well, believe yeah, there's... that aliens hate the Jews? Probably. <laughs> Does he um, believe that aliens
2: but... have little toothbrush mustaches and get really <laughs> mad and scream and wave their hands about?
1: Yeah. Did kind aliens like, <laughs> invent kind of vitamin. like Tycho YTT.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh. like... He he sort of spins this thing about like these visitors and how they're actually the ascended masters and they came to Earth, um, and this is this, um, and and he publishes this in a book called Stargass, and and Stargass
2: becomes nominal. Did you say stargasm.
1: Stargass.
2: Oh, Stargass. Why do I feel I like you star-gasm.
1: haven't? Why do I feel like you've made that mistake before where you thought he said stargasm? Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen nope. to every episode closely. Oh
0: within his, within his call is a big member of the early UFO movement. Who's this guy named George Hunt Williamson? Okay. Okay. And should we and, know him? And George, is he Hump like Williamson, the progenitor
2: of like Coast to Coast.
0: No, he's not. He's not a progenitor per, uh, per se, but he's one of like the early big. Like UFO people, like he becomes involved in a lot of like the visitation um, during like the 50s. There's a number of people who go on about how they've been visited by like aliens, and they have pictures, and you know they were taken aboard the craft. And like Gilgub from from Xenon told him, you know that <laughs> in order to prevent nuclear annihilation, they need to do this. Like George Hunt Williamson becomes involved in some of this as well but he also goes into sort of like this UFO sort of cult following that happens in the forties and the fifties. Pelly will eventually die in Noblesville, Indiana on June 30th, 1965. Um, (coughs) And the, the New York times described him as a person of not great note when he died.
2: That's the best they could do is not great note.
1: Well, I mean at the time I think that's that was just like the correct way to go about it, you know. I think it was an insult
0: to him like he was he was a fascist leader of like not great note.
1: It's it's like it's like a jab at your success in life. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty intellectual jab, I think.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I guess I just I like the lowbrow jabs. I like to look at. Well, yeah, at but you can't moron. say that in the fucking New
1: York Times. I mean, like, not then anyway. And do then you, uh, do
2: you not remember the? Do you not know the
1: op-ed section? Bro, but you can't say that in 1965. I mean, you can't. You can't do that.
0: Shit, you can't even say it now. Well, wow. it's not. It's not the Wall Street Journal.
1: But it's not. It's oh, also God. not the uh, New York Post. You know. So. Um but if you want to read Starguest, it is available online. I'll be over here not reading it.
0: Uh... Yeah,
2: no, thank you. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't read any of his short stories, but I did scroll through Stargass. Yeah, and some of his other things are on. They're on archive. Oh, really? Um, okay. and, and a couple. And a couple academic, um, like sort of university websites had it, because he does relate into sort of like the psychology of like the UFO movement. Like I did find a paper on sort of going through like the eras. Of sort of like the thinkers that influenced it And there was like a section on Mhm. Okay
3: but
0: yeah that's that's William Dudley Pelley the, the premier fascist
1: Of the United States in the 1930s So essentially This guy isn't even loser. a man
2: of many contrasts He's just a piece of shit
1: Yeah I don't really think there isn't many contrasts there He's pretty much just dead on for being a turd yeah. He worked for
2: the Red Cross But even that was mired And just questionable Yeah but nut.
1: so so what right that's that's what yeah no that's like an art student saying well hitler was a painter you know i mean
2: <laughs> oh but he, he he made the autobahn and he made people stop smoking he was hitler yeah, he didn't,
0: even, yeah. The- he didn't even make the autobahn the autobahn was a weimar project
1: yeah it was made before him right it was it was set up before him do? they Expand just didn't it start it until after the
2: nazis came into power okay so and, he just, so was just they- basically the person that made it happen
0: we well, didn't make it happen. It was just like, we're going to start constructing it on this date. And the Nazis happened to take over before that date. So they're just like, yeah, this is us. Oh, okay. We made this possible.
1: Another good analogy there, I'm not going to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like how... And, and this is something, not, not just the current president, but every president does where either people oh, yeah. ascribe like the economy to them or the economy to the president before them
1: yeah like george bush took partial credit for clinton's economy and clinton, yeah, clinton yeah. took credit when clinton really didn't deserve credit uh because you know he he just happened to be president during a ridiculous like surge of economic activity because of the internet i mean it's like you know they all yeah they all excuse themselves somehow anyway uh huge piece of shit Gigantic. Not yep. much else to say. Now, is I'm there glad is there any
2: chance to uh, make fun of him?
1: Anything left over from him right now? Like that still exists? I mean, I saw that the no. uh, the IM movement. I was looking that up. Apparently, they still have like a, a, a room somewhere Education in mark. California. Yeah, oh, like, the instant bottom. messaging still exists. So here are you.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: there's. Oh, um, my there's there's a thing where I, I searched for Pelly and I did notice there were some like spiritualist websites that just had like his, his writings or talked about him without the context of him you know being like a huge anti-Semite and like the leader of the like the premier fascist party of the United States in the 30s
1: and with that with that later later later